What's up, everybody? I'm Blaine. I'm here with my boy Brooks, 12th Man Podcast. And as the transfer window has just slammed shut a day ago, we're going to talk about all of the transfers that did happen, all the transfers that didn't happen, what was good, what was bad, who missed out. And uh, and that's basically going to be the show today. I mean, a lot of football did happen over the weekend as we entered into the international break. Nothing really crazy. I mean, Arsenal lost, Chelsea drew Liverpool, Barcelona was held up. Um, what else happened? Just some quick highlights over some of the uh, leagues, Brooks. Uh, like Juventus seems to be struggling. Yeah. Mbappe looked amazing for PSG. Messi had his debut for PSG. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. Most streamed. Uh, was it the most streamed French game of all time? It definitely I think I read that. In Spain, because Gerard Piquet bought the rights, like his company bought the rights to stream the French league now that Messi's there. So that was the most streamed game in Spain. I would imagine, you know, across the U.S. or across the world, it was probably the most streamed French game. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but it definitely was in Spain. Uh, and that's all obviously thanks to Messi, but really thanks to Gerard Piquet for buying the rights and putting him out there for all of the Spanish uh, messy lovers to take a look at. It's pretty cool that you did that. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Gerard PK. Okay. Cool. So let's just hop, let's just hop straight into it then. Let's hop straight into the transfers. I guess we're already talking about Barcelona. So let's start there. Barcelona. I mean, we've talked about this in previous episodes. They've done a lot of business throughout the window. Uh, most recently, we saw Antoine Griezmann leave the club. I think for nothing to go back to Atletico Madrid after realizing he didn't have what it takes to be the, you know, the top man. And I guess a lot of people are saying, you know, like Memphis Depay seems like he stepped in and he thrives off of being like the pressure and the guy leading the line. And Antoine Griezmann, at least over the weekend in the game, I saw he was basically a ghost. I, I kept forgetting he was like, I love Griezmann, but I was like, I forgot he was even on the field. So yeah, he's back in uh, Atletico Madrid. I mean, we know about the, you know, they let Messi go. Brought in Eric Garcia, Kuna Guerrero. Uh, they brought in Emerson Royale or whatever, and now he's at Spurs. I feel like they always do that with defenders. Like they buy a defender, the guy sees maybe two or three games, and then he's shipped off to like a Premier League side. Like they did it with Yuri Mina. Um, I know they've done it to other guys. I just can't think of them right now. But anyway, like what other transfers happened uh, for Barcelona? Am I, are we missing anything? I don't know if they were missing anything. I mean, uh, um, Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba both took a pay cut so that basically Aguero could get signed up and take that number 19. Uh, Ansu Fati, you told me today. Actually, Grace also DM'd me the uh, the Barcelona announcement, right, as you were telling me that uh, getting him the number 10, which is crazy and a lot of pressure. But, I mean, this kid's good. So I'm excited to see him in that number 10. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It is. I'll tell you the truth, man. As soon as I saw that, I hopped online to see if I never bought like one of his old jerseys where he was 22. So I'm trying, I'm like desperately like now trying to like snag like a 22 now that he's like officially the number 10. I'll tell you one thing that got under my skin, Brooks. Like, so like, I mean, we're, we're US based. I use Bleacher Report. I saw, I saw on Bleacher Report, like a bunch of people were like, oh, like this is so disrespectful. Ansu Fadi has no business wearing the number 10. Like, Barcelona should have retired that number. They should have retired it. And, I mean, I don't know how you feel. I think I know how you feel. So I want to know, like, what do you think about the prospect of Barcelona retiring a number 10 for Messi? And 
it not being passed down to the next generation. I think that retiring a number is just a super, super American thing. It's just so common as well. It's just so American. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I grew up in Los Angeles watching the Lakers, watching Kobe play. Uh, and so because it's in the American culture to retire numbers, I thought it was beautiful that they retired both 8 and 24. It was a wonderful thing. Um, but as far as, like, so I mean, soccer's been around forever. It's only getting more and more popular as it is the world sport. Like now it's coming pretty big in America. Like I, I don't want them to retire numbers. It's something they've never done. I never want them to do it. There's a lot of things that like bleed, like America starts and then it bleeds into like European cultures and stuff like that. I don't want this to be one of those things. I need soccer to stay like the way it is. Uh, you know, like I'm Argentine. I'm a huge Messi fan. I think that most Barcelona fans are huge Messi fans and, I think that they actually did a really smart thing. I think that they gave it to someone who deserves it, uh, someone who they think is the future. And you don't want to, since, you know, with the soccer culture and um, in Europe or all over the world, really, you don't retire numbers. So what you don't want to do as a club, especially like Barcelona, is sit on that number 10, not giving it out to someone, like waiting for the right person. Like, I think that they did a really good thing and they just kind of gave it away real quickly. Like, let's move on from this. Like, he was great. He... You know, was a large part of our history. He may be some part of our future uh, in a, in more of like a managerial sense or I don't know, business type sense, whatever you ha you want to think of it as. But giving Ansu Fati the number like pretty quickly, I think was a pretty bold move. But I, I liked it. I think that it's I don't know, I think it's good. I don't think they should have kept it for a year or two years like without anybody using it. They gotta just move on. Uh, that's what they're doing and that's what they're showing. And I think that's really good. What do you think? Hey. Hey, no, hey, that, that, I feel the exact same way, the exact same way. Like, I think it's cool for Americans. Like, first off, in the NBA, players can use any number, zero through 99. So there's, a, a, you know, there's a hundred numbers to choose from, and rarely do numbers get retired. But at the same time, I'm like, Messi is great. Uh, like, there's so, like, Cruyff was great. Ronaldinho is great. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some people, but there's tons of great players at Barcelona and like the tradition of passing the number down to like, like the heir to the throne. I think, like, I don't think anybody in Europe has a problem. Like, I think it's just the Americans that are like, oh yeah, like that's so disrespectful that another player could do that. And I'm like, nah, man, like, me, like, me, like Pele, like let's say, or Maradona, two great number 10s historically for their countries. The number 10 is still being worn for Brazil and Argentina. Yeah. The number 10 is still being worn for Santos and Napoli. And like, so it's just like the idea that you would get rid of such an iconic number in football culture. It's like everyone who's anyone, like the man always wants to wear number 10. So, I mean, yeah. and I think we talked about it on our podcast. Like I might've said like, maybe, you know, hold off for a year if no one can fill it, like just don't give it to anybody. And I was like, for me, I was like Sergio Aguero, the only two people in my opinion that would be able to take it would be Sergio Aguero because that's his that's his family that's his blood you know or Ansu Fati so being that long term Ansu Fati is going to be the guy and who knows if Kuhn's even gonna play at this point I mean he he got a number but he's still injured so yeah but no, I anyway, yeah. yeah the, the the tradition behind it is the, the more beautiful thing you know and I think that that's something that 
as a, I don't know, one of these angry Americans on Bleacher Report who's maybe just getting into soccer or doesn't quite understand the culture and everything, but maybe that's something that they should start to appreciate and understand. I think that that's a really cool way to look at it. So, yeah, that tradition behind, specifically the number 10, it's like, it's, there's history there. There's deep, deep history. So I like that. I think Altafati's great. Plus, he's a Barcelona kid. You know, he grew up in their academy as well. So it's the yeah, right. La Masia graduate. Well, and then the other thing, yeah, in, like, for example, like, maybe if he was, like, if it was, like, a Balotelli situation where he was wearing, like, the number 42 or, like, like a crazy number, like, 89, like, a number that, like, no one is even remotely close to wanting, sure, like, do something symbolic, but, like, the number 10 in football, it's, like, no, you can't take that away from a from a club or from a or from a, a you know a, or anything like that anyway okay so that's the barcelona business um let's talk about real madrid i mean a lot of people have been talking about the uh the last minute bid like well first off they did get a last minute bid they got uh karmavinga or however you say his name the little french kid like the french teenager did you see that but the big french they wanted was Kylian mbappe made a lot of bids for him. PSG stood firm. What's your take? Like, what's your take on the whole saga? The Met, or the, yeah, Mbappe saga. Yeah, uh, so from the reports that I've heard is that uh, Madrid was ready to go up to 220 million. Um, and PSG still said no. <laughs> so, which, I don't know who, one of my friends texted me and was like, they're going to be in a Barcelona shoes if they keep this up. And they're not, they're backed by you know, they're not. So no, uh, dude, they, they got they got, got stupid money. Yeah, they got yeah, two hundred million. Really nothing to them. But we, you know, right before this phone call, you and I talked. Like, I mean, if they're not willing to take two hundred and twenty million for a guy that they're probably going to lose for free if they in fact do lose him next year, um, why wouldn't they just pay him that much or more over the next few years? Like, if money really talks, which I mean, it really does. Uh, we know that he's a huge Madrid fan. We know that he's wanted to go there since he was little. He had the posters up, whatever. But there's something about being, like, the, the king of your hometown club, like, your city where you were grew up and raised in, and having Messi there, and having Neymar there, and having, you know, you there. It's just they have a cre incredible team. We said that he was going to stay for at least this year. He did stay. Um, yeah. I hope he stays longer. Uh, but maybe they win it all this year, and they're like, all right, you're out of here. You can leave or whatever. But, I mean, I kind of hope that he signs an extension and then – pays for him later on but i don't know i'm just glad he's here for this this last this this year that we can so that we can see him with messi neymar see what they can do this year it's going to be something special so aside from that yeah i mean Mbappe, or madrid still did some pretty good business i mean a couple transfers but they were a kamavinga kid is good yeah kamavinga i mean obviously we talked about they got david alaba um I feel like, yeah, maybe that's it. Did they do any other business or was that it? Just those two? I feel like there was someone oh, else. They, they got rid of, obviously, Odegaard. Um, I don't really know who they brought in anyone else. I, mean, they, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe it was just those two. Because okay, cool. we heard they're gearing up for a big, I think it's next year they want to, you know, when Mbappe's out of his contract is when they really are going to kind of like gear up for a couple bigs. Um, signing some more Galacticos, but we'll see how that goes yeah. in a year. So yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah, they, their next transfer, the next summer, should be a good window for them. Spe knowing that they had the ability to, you know, pay over two hundred million for a player that they might, but probably won't, but could get for free, 
I mean, they could go get Holland with that. They could go. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like Madrid's looking good. Like their their trajectory, like them their their trajectory, and in my opinion, now Barcelona's trajectory is looking pretty good. Um, like you know, one off year, and now they're they're right back in contention. So, I mean, that's probably it. I mean, other other teams in Spain, like your boy, uh, went to Real Betis. Hector, so I mean, good for him. Maybe he'll get some playing time. Um, look good in green, white and green. Um, a couple players left out at Atletico Madrid, like we said. Uh, Antoine Griezmann rejoined them. Uh, Sal Nianguez, or however you say his name, joined Chelsea. So I mean, I honestly don't even know what Atletico Madrid's going to look like, but I doubt they can double. I, I don't think they'll win La Liga again this season, just based off of them getting older and losing players, but. I mean, I don't know if you have thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, kind of the same thing every year. It's like, they're kind of like the Dortmund of Spain. It's like they, you know, they, they buy well, they sell well, and then they continue to still get results every year. So I wouldn't be surprised if they won it again, or at least took a trophy home at the end of the year. But um, they're always going to be exciting to watch. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to – Griezmann's going to bring a lot. It's one of those coming home things. And, I mean, I, I – I like him. I like him, especially on the French team. Um, he just didn't perform with Barcelona, whether that was the system, whether that was his him, whether that was, I don't know, something mental or it's just tough to play there. I don't really know what it was, but he didn't perform as we know he can do both internationally and with, obviously, Atletico Madrid. So it'll be good to see him back. Hopefully he can get back to where he wants to be. Um, and this was probably a smart move for him to try to get some confidence back and some better playing back uh, before the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, really smart move. Yeah, smart move. Nothing nothing negative to say. I'm with you. Like I'm a, I'm a huge Griezmann fan. Bought a few Barcelona Griezmann jerseys. It didn't work out. But, yo, going back to Madrid, that's that's not that's never a bad move. It's never a bad move. It's just unfortunate that, like, you miss – you weren't there for them to win their championship. And now you're back there, and it's like the other two teams have gotten a more competitive. And but you know, it's still it's still a three three horse race. So yeah, and it's still I mean he still got that move. Um, who wouldn't want to play for Barcelona? It was a I don't know probably a pretty good experience still. And the payday, and the payday. You can't forget the payday. He got paid. Yeah, the big losers here at Barcelona. They paid what one thirty something for him, and they sold him back for like thirty. <laughs> yeah. And gave him like 80 million euros in the process. Yeah. I don't know if, how much they made off jersey sales, if anything, but um, just another show of bad business. Like, you know, he's good. I'm not saying to keep him, but I'm just like, you know, he's good. It's just like, why can't you get it out of him or a couple of these other players that you've hit? I hope that Aguero can come and uh, uh, kind of knock it out of the park for them a little bit. I just want their players that they're signing to, to start to, I don't know, play better, I guess. Okay, let me tell you this. So let's switch gears. Let, let's leave Spain. Let's go to Germany and, and talk about what happened over there. And this is what Barcelona – Barcelona, they're a great club. Yeah. They need to follow the Bavarian – the Bayern Munich model. Look at what Bayern Munich did. Okay, they were successful. They lost their coach. They went out and got – so they went out and got Dio Umpamakano. So they signed Dio Umpamakano. They signed um, Marcel Sabitzer, the, arguably the two best players for RB Leipzig, and they signed their coach. So they're like, we're, we're getting these two players we want, and to ensure we get the best out of them, 
we're just going to bring their coach over to the team as well. Like, there's no question about the players on Bayern Munich playing well. So it's like, for, if you're Barcelona, it's like, okay, the players we have here are performing. We'll go get Antoine Griezmann. Why don't we just get Diego Simeone while we're at it? You know, why not just bring, you know, we got the coach here that's like always in contention, give them better players, bring players that he's good with, plug them in. And now, you know, we're, we're doing like, I, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to pill for players from the, you know, the rivaling team, you may as well get the coach that's getting the best out of them in the process. You know, why roll the dice with Ronald Koeman? Who's, I mean, it's looking like he's turning things around, but you know, it's like, get the coach too. Take the coach. Bring the coach. Like, he wants to win, too. He'll come. Money speaks. We just said it. Money speaks. Anyway. And he's but, proven, I, mean, I mean, he's done it with a lesser squad, that, uh, not only in Spain, but in Europe. I mean, he yeah. just did by one game, but... yeah. Oh, yeah, when he made it to the final? Yeah. And that's the thing, man. I'm like, for me, I mean, and I don't want to turn this into that, but, like, for me, like, I feel like the coaches that are, like, doing it with like the lesser squads like those are the those are the coaches that i like because it's like you just give them better players and all of a sudden it's like okay game over like like players that are like like whoever's coaching west ham well i guess it's david Moyes and he had man U, but and it didn't work out but like still like give those guys a shot i guess sometimes it doesn't work out uh who's that and that's another thing like to maybe switch gears a bit like pep guardiola like what would he do with an arsenal squad or with a I don't know, uh, Atletico Madrid squad, because you know that he goes in and he, I mean, it's not that he's a bad coach, it's just that he has a plan and he knows what he needs to, um, for a goal or an objective, and he knows what he needs to achieve that objective. And what he needs are specific players that fit that mold, it's just that they cost him hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he has, you know, so much money at his disposal to kind of buy whoever he wants. And I would just wonder what he would do or what a Diego Simeone would do, you know, with the budget that Pep has or something like that. It would be absurd. Well, and that's the thing, man. That's why, like, so, like, I mean, I'm talking, you're talking Pep Guardiola and you're saying he's a luxury coach that probably couldn't do it with his back against the wall and, like, he had to work with a squad that that was there. Like, and you can't go out and spend $60 million on this defender and $50 million on this left back. But like, like it, it go back to Jose Mourinho when he was out here doing it big with Porto. He was Jose Mourinho did it big with Porto. He did it big with Inter. He almost got Tottenham a trophy, and I and I feel like he would have if they didn't sack him right before the FA or what or was it the I think it was the FA Cup final. I don't remember. I or was it the Carabao Cup? Carabao Cup. But they okay. okay. I just like the big thing with him is that his ego gets in the way. He just he he pisses too many players off along the way too, and it's like now you see Deli Ali coming back to life and being like the star player so far. I mean, this dude had one good game, like the first game or two games under Mourinho, and then you know the reports were that he offended him, and I, I don't know. Like everyone has egos, but you know. Oh yeah, and that I, yeah, and that's true. And I, I'm not going to say that's not true because it is, but I'm just saying he he still has proven that he can work with those people. But the replacement in Nuno Espirito Santo for Spurs, like I feel like that's still like you you see it. They're three and three right now, and it's because like he's coming from the Wolves, aka the Portuguese national B team, and you know he's he's he worked with what he had, and now he's worked like no one ever said like the Spurs didn't have decent players. Like they're not going to win the league or anything, but. They're not like I don't know, I don't know, man. I'm sh I'm 
too. I mean, with those couple years he's been with the Wolves, he, they were really impressive. They were a hard, tough team to beat. Um, I think he's a really good pickup for that team. Uh, yeah, he's a great coach. Yeah. They're in first yeah. place. They're in first place, man. They're in first place, and they kept they kept transfer that didn't happen. Harry Kane, we told you he wasn't leaving the club. He didn't leave the club. He was in the Lily White just over the week, and you know, apparently now he's happy to be there. But uh, let's talk. Okay, so I guess now we're in England, Manchester United. What? I still, I mean, it's amazing. It's like a story everyone wants to hear. Like, you know, you that's something that not, I'm not a United fan. I And I'm, I, I really appreciate Cristiano Ronaldo in his game. He's not my favorite player, but I love that he went back to the club that he basically became known for at. Um, I think it's a really beautiful thing. I think his message at the end where he said, this one's for you, Sir Alex Ferguson. Like, it's a very beautiful thing uh, that you love to see in sports. Going back to his, you know, where he made a name for himself, I, I, I just, I, I am very aware that he's 36, um, and that he couldn't, not he couldn't, but that it didn't work out as well as he may have wanted it to at Juventus, specifically the last year, um, and now he's in a faster. It didn't. They did. They barely made Champions League, and they didn't win. Yo, but it, but it wasn't. It, it. it Yo, but he got the golden boot. It wasn't his fault. If you got the golden boot, it's not your fault. He scored. He scored I enough goals. That this was a uh, that this sport is a one man uh, showboat. No, no, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if, if, if you're they were like any offers, no, please, like hey, Jorge, they go, can't go afford get him. him away from us. Like find someone no, to take him because they can't afford. They they don't want him because they can't afford him. It wasn't the production. Oh, I, I, it's not a one-man sport. What I'm saying is, like, if you got, like, this is the same thing I've said about Harry Kane, and I'll say it about Ronaldo, and i say about any other striker. Like, if you score 25-plus goals a season and your team is struggling, it's not because of you. Like, like... It, like and it, I didn't say it was because of him. So I'm just saying, like, the idea that they want to get rid of him because, like, he's a problem, It's it's just they can't afford him, and they're like, Listen, like we basically they're saying we suck and we don't have the luxury of having a player like you because we need like we got we got a 38 year old center back that just won a Euro. When Cristiano Ronaldo is on Juventus and they say, yeah, he doesn't want to play. He won't start. We don't want to keep him here anymore. That is a problem. (laughs) That's a Juventus problem. No, that that's a Juventus problem. That's him saying, I know that this team isn't worth it. And I don't want to be here. And they're like, well, if you don't want to be here, we don't want to pay you. Like, I, that's how I interpreted it. I interpret it as, like, if he wanted to stay and he wanted to play, they would have been more than happy to accommodate that. But him saying, like, listen, I'm looking like last year sucked. You guys suck. And I don't want to be like, basically, he was in Harry. He was in a Harry Kane situation. And he just had the balls to say, get me out of here. Whereas Harry Kane didn't have the the ability or the or the fortitude to say get me out of here that's what i'm saying no i don't know if you i I agree but also harry kane didn't cost 25 million well that's yeah that's because that's because he's on a six-year contract that's because he's on a six-year contract and there's like he's not 36 years old well yeah he's 28 or 29 and he's on a six-year contract and and he was going to be going to another club in england 
a known club, and like a known rival. And yeah, I mean, there's certainly a difference. Yeah, like the 30 million. Yeah, like that's, I mean, that's that's extremely old. But again, like you said, yeah, he is 30. Hey, I would have paid 25 million for Ronaldo. It doesn't matter his age. I'm just saying it's a faster pace. It's not going to be the same Ronaldo that we saw in the mid 2000s. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. He doesn't humiliate people like he used to. He sits up in the box and waits for. What's going to be great for him is that he has a Bruno Fernandez, that he has a Paul Pogba, that he has, you know, that he has that squad that can get him balls in the box. Um, that he doesn't have to create for himself as he used to do, you know, when it was uh, one of my favorite times in English soccer. <laughs> you know, it went from it went from it went from Arsenal being invincibles and Thierry Henry and amazing to then Man U and having Ronaldo. Like it was just such a great era of watching soccer in England yeah. specifically. And not to say that England's gone hell, I still think it's the most exciting league to watch, but it was even better at that time. For all the kids that never were able to like watch Ronaldo at United or Sesc at Arsenal or Thierry Henry at Arsenal or it it was really something else. Yeah, mid yeah, mid two thousands, early two thousands, mid two thousands, even late two thousands. Like basically that that decade was amazing. Yeah. I mean Ronaldo and, no, and again, Ronaldo's going to be great because he's home, and um, the fans are going to love it. The fans are back in stadiums, so it's going to be great. It's just I don't know that it's like it's like it's, it's won't be the same Ronaldo that we saw. In. Okay, let let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like your tone. I don't like the way you're talking about CR7 right now. Oh, it's the truth. Let me ask you a question. Do you think he's going to get more goals, more or less, more? Ah, nah, nah. more goal, more than twenty goals or not? Do you think he's going to perform better than any other player in terms of just goal scoring? Do you think he's going to do better or worse? Do you think he's going to do better or worse? Um, in, any other player on United or in the in England or in in, in England in England? Yeah, like, is he going to score more than Romelu Lukaku? Is he going to score more than Harry Kane? I don't think he scores more than Lukaku. I don't think so. But also it depends because, you know, when Man United have a great squad, they have a Mason Greenwood who's up top. They still have Marcus Rashford. They have Edinson Cavani. So I don't know if Ole Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is getting him there so that he can be, like, a very positive influence on the dressing room and help grow Mason Greenwood into an incredible striker or help grow Marcus Rashford into, you know, help him, I don't know, with a little bit better maybe finishing technique or mentality or whatever it's going to take. Because Ronaldo has all of that. Um, as well as the skill, Ronaldo is probably mentally the toughest athlete that I've ever encountered and seen and watched play. Like, he has that mentality that's like a Jordan. I think it's even more fierce than a Jordan mentality, to be honest. But And I think that he's going to help every player at United get to that level. And then not to mention his work rate. But if you're asking, will he score more than Lukaku? I don't think so. I don't know. Hey, that's fine. Yo, hey, hey, yo, hey. I'm, 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 I'm okay with that answer. I hope he doesn't. I, I think that Luka- I think that Chelsea's game is just structured more for Lukaku to score more goals. Listen, I hope Lukaku scores more goals than him. But I think I'll, I. I think it's a better midfield than United too. At least, to, I don't know. I think that. I don't know. I, that's a good question. I'll say this. If, I'll say this. If if he, I'll say this. If Ronaldo starts at least twenty games, he'll get at least twenty goals. 
But I guess, yeah. It, yeah I don't I know if there's more games. On all competitions? Are you talking about just EPO? Are you talking about- I'm talking just league. Just league. Out of the 38 league games, if he starts 20. Yeah, I don't think it's there's... hard for him to get 20 goals. And, However, I mean, he's already down to Glukaku. Rom got one right now. But yeah, but but yeah, and I guess I mean if Rom scores more than him, I would be I would be thrilled because for the record, I mean I'm, I'll show my bias. I want Romelu Lukaku to win the Golden Boot. I want him to score thirty plus gold. Yeah, but all I'm saying is like if 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 Cristiano comes in at thirty six and can score twenty plus goals in twenty starts or more, I mean compare that to any other striker like like uh, Antonio Mikel Antonio Calvert Lewin uh, Danny Ings. Roberto Firmino, Salah, like all like all these other guys. Like all I'm saying is like, if he can outscore the majority of the strikers in the EPL or forwards, I don't want to hear anybody say anything negative about him losing a step because he's got 10 years on a lot of these guys. Well, first of all, scoring goals has nothing to do with losing a step. Second of all, he's still at 36 better than Danny Ings ever will be better than Firmino better than uh, you're you're naming all the wrong people <laughs> so, and and I'm not saying that he's that he's a terrible player I'm saying he's not going to be the explosive step overs make you look like a fool sit you down like he used to do 15 years ago yeah okay I think everyone agrees with that yeah that's not his game anymore he's not I he doesn't do play outside he's been able to adapt which all great players do into, you know, being able to be a little bit more of a poacher. The problem that I wonder what's going to happen is when there is a penalty, because Man United gets them all, who's going to take that? Is it Bruno? Is it him? Is it Paul? Who's going to be taking those penalties? If he's taking the penalties, he's going to have more than 20 goals this season. He's going to have 25, 27 goals this season. I hate you. Why why do you even bring that up? I know, I know, but why we got to talk about Ronaldo with the penalties? Why you got to bring that up? Let's let's well, not. It's, I mean, because when you when you have stats, no one says, "Well, this is a penalty." No, it's still a goal. So I'm just saying, if he's the designated penalty taker, he's going to have more than twenty this season. That's true. That's true. Because who That's takes true. them on Chelsea? Jorginho. Jorginho, and he had seven last season. All 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 seven goals are pins. And it's not going to probably be Lukaku taking those. I doubt. I doubt it. I doubt it. I bet. I mean, we'll see though. Fernandez is taking the penalties at Man U right now, and people people gave him a lot of flack, saying that he was a penalty merchant. I mean, I don't know. Like these, I don't. Like for the record, I don't think there's anything wrong with scoring a penalty. I've I've seen players. Mbappe missed a penalty in the Euros. I don't think a penalty is an easy goal to score. It's not an easy goal to score. First of all, second of all, no one. I don't care if it's a penalty or not. It's just that I think you're on those. Facebook or Instagram posts where it's like Hesse all of a sudden and then so you know I had to go to the stat book and bring out the fact that even though Messi had played longer in La Liga during the small time that small time that Ronaldo was there he scored more penalty kicks and took more than Messi did I have nothing to say to that can't hate, can't hate, cause can't hate, cause he's great, man. I'm, I'm just happy he scored him. It, imagine how devastating the stat would be oh, if no he one's did. hating. It's just statement. So why do, so why, why do people come in with the names like Pessy? 
Pinaldo. Because they're upset that their favorite player isn't considered greater than the other. <clears throat> and I don't care. I mean, if you want to say Ronaldo's better than Messi, I- I'm happy to be living in a time period where we have two of the greatest to ever do it while we're young. Yo, I don't even I, I don't even think those compa- like here's the thing. I don't think comparisons between players are even fair. Because there's so oh, many variables. But they happen. They happen, but but I mean it's like app like okay, where does Messi primarily play? What's what, like right now what's Messi's primary position? Where is he most comfortable? Most comfortable playing? Probably in the middle. Like primary striker or behind the striker so okay i guess a long way i'm saying they don't play the same position Uh, number 10 is where he's more comfortable i would imagine playing yeah yeah so i'm saying they don't play the same position they're like their roles are different in the team so like it just drives me crazy it's like you can't compare like they're like ah anyway i'm not even gonna get into it not gonna get into it i never slammed i don't know how this got to a comparison Oh, <laughs> it, it shouldn't said, have. It was you, you asked me if I think he'll score more goals than Lukaku, and if he scores the penalties, then he will. If he takes the penalties, then yes, he will. If he doesn't, if it's a Bruno Fernandez taking those penalties, then I think it's going to be pretty tight. But I think Lukaku will probably score more. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Ronaldo came to score goals. That's what he's there for. He's there. He's there to score goals and. I think, I guess, yeah. I guess I don't know where this conversation went. All I'm trying to say is I think... It's because, like, Ronaldo all, all and, the fans, you got offended that I thought you might not score 30-plus goals this season. No, I, I said 20. I said 20, and I did take exception. Score. 20 he'll score. I think he'll score 20. I, t- I think I took exception to you saying that he's lost a step and not realizing that you meant, obviously when he was at Man U playing on the left side, cutting in, making people look crazy versus where he is now at 36. Yeah. There's, there's an adaption. So I took exception because I thought you were trying to slander or, or, or trying to uh, disrespect him because he's adapted his game. But no, I would never, I'm stating a fact that he's not the same speed demon racing bodies that he was in 06, 07, okay. 08, you know, and it's, and it's, again, it's great to see the adaptation. Same thing with Messi. You know, he's more of a creator a little bit now than he was in his, you know, the beginning years of his game. But it's, I love to see the adaptation that they take or the evolution, I guess, of their games. Uh, and again, Ronaldo will still score. I think he will still score 20 goals this season. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think I, I'm fine with that. I am it's a fine different way of doing it. He won't be starting it 30 yards out, beating three, four, five people, leaving a couple no. on the grass with broken ankles and hurt. No, he'll be finishing chances in the box. You will finish every chance he gets in the box. Yeah, because right okay. now one thing that I don't think um, United has is someone who is a dominant like header in the box. Cavani is okay, but he makes the difficult look easy. And the easy, he just can't convert. So Ronaldo's going to be the guy that, you know, can convert all of those, whether they're in the air. Um, he's going to always win every aerial duel, especially at the age of, even at the age of 36. And obviously he'll be able to, you know, finish off everything in the box when it comes to his feet. So 
he's still the best finisher um, out there, especially in England, especially when you compare him with Timo Werner. Um, but yeah, he's the best finisher out there. So he will get 20. I don't know if he'll get more than Lukaku if he keeps performing at his level. Which is fine. Which is fine. No, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think that's a fair expectation. I think 20 goals for a 36-year-old is a, is a great expectation, and he'll still outscore. Who might not play every game, and who will still outscore the majority of, let's say, 27-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Young, primed strikers. So. Because you also got to understand, like, again, going to the best team last year in England, maybe the best, the top four, like, the only, City didn't have a striker, as we know, Aguero barely played. Yeah. Chelsea had no way to rely on Timo Werner. Um, United had Cavani, who was like a true striker. I, I mean, the, really the truest striker is like Aubameyang, who did like, what, 10 last season? So. Oh, did he? Do, I, I don't know what he did, but yeah. True striker back in England. I mean, Harry Kane, I guess, was yeah, a, a better example, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, spe- speaking of Man City and their lack of a striker, they didn't sign a striker. And their striker, their only striker, their only real striker, Gabriel Jesus, I'm pretty sure he's now a winger. He's a winger. I don't think he's a striker. Well, dude, so have you been watching him? This all the, the first three games of the season, like he's really now on that right wing. He it's like it's like why have you been trying to play him as a number nine? He's clearly a right winger. He's thriving on the wing. And the guy that they had playing on the wing, Fernand Torres. Is doing an okay job playing striker. Is doing striker things, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Ilke Gundogan was doing last year. He was like their top scorer at coming yeah. out of the so, so I mean, I hate to say this, but I think Man City. I mean, I guess everyone is. No one disagrees that Man City is going to be okay, but I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine. I, to be honest, I I do think Manchester United has a very good chance at winning it, especially with what Ronaldo brings, not just on the field, but mentally and emotionally. Yeah, I agree. So for me, it's there's three teams that are in the running. Two of them are blue and one of them's red. And it's not Liverpool. So, and it's not, I mean, that's it. It's City, Chelsea, and United. That's, the, the league's going to one of those three. Yeah, I guess the fourth spot I would choose would probably be Liverpool, but... Bro, they couldn't even be. They couldn't be a ten-man Chelsea. Yeah, but Chelsea, you have them as probably winning the league too. I'm saying Liverpool will finish fourth. I think. Oh gosh. Okay. No dispute there. Yeah, they'll finish fourth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. Leicester doesn't have the depth. West Ham doesn't have the depth. Spurs don't have the depth, and they can't. I mean, I respect Nuno Espirito Santo, but this run. Like, we're three games in. Like, talk to me at Christmas. It's not... See me on the 25th. So, and then, like, Arsenal. I mean, we don't even want to talk about Arsenal. But I don't... I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I don't think Arsenal... I think Arsenal finished top top, top half of the table, but not, you know. Yeah, I think top half is realistic. Um, yeah. Nothing more than eighth again. I, I would be surprised if they made it into Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a nice. That would be a nice. Yeah. You got Leicester looking good. Um, Spurs. Spurs. 
And yeah, that other London team. I will hope that Crystal Palace is the best team in London at the end of the year. I love uh, <laughs> Patrick Vieira. <laughs> Patrick Vieira and Wilfred and Wilfred Zaha. Zaha. I want to see him in Europe. Oh, dude! He, oh, he should have joined, dude. He should have joined Arsenal like two seasons ago, and he would have had a shot. That was an Unai Emery mistake. Is that what happened? Did Unai Emery tell him not to come, dude? I wanted him to leave so bad. Um, Nicholas Pepe. Oh, got you. Okay. Well, hmm. I guess he was probably cheaper too. Maybe younger also. I think he was a bit younger, but they paid seventy-two million for him. I like Pepe though, man. I, I like Pepe, that. especially on that right wing too. He can cut in. Um, but anyway, yeah, how you feeling after the Ronaldo talk? You okay? No offense. No, no one is offended. No one's talking dirty. Uh, he's amazing. I, I, I thought you were talking dirty about my man. And I took exception, but we're good. We're good. We're good. I won't. Ex- I won't allow it. But you weren't, so we're good. No, definitely. I'm not an idiot. I mean, I, I also I had his jersey at number seven at United, the white one with the blue AIG logo. I had that. Oh, yeah, I know the one. I know the one. You know, I gave it to oh, my boy, Tim. Shout out to Tim. But um, I, I, I'm i excited to see. I'm very excited. I double tapped that United post. Um, that's how excited I am to see him back in England. It's going to yeah. be really fun. Okay. Yeah, it is It is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun season. I'm, I'm probably going to buy a jersey. I'm not. If he, if, if Cavani, if they find a way. So, wait, what's the deal? Is Cavani staying? Is he going? Are they going to kick him off the squad? So, Ronaldo? Huh? He's staying. I just don't know if he's going to give up his number seven. He should. He, I need him to give up that number seven because I don't want. I don't want to buy that Ronaldo twenty three. <laughs> I want. I want the seven. Is that the rumor that he's going to take number twenty three? I have no idea what the rumor is, dude. I refuse to read the rumors. Like I, I, and I, I'm not doing a comparison, but I think Messi looks cool in thirty. Like the thirty, the PSG thirty. Like, like I'm like personally, I think thirty's cool, dude. I think I think it looks cool. Like. Neymar wasn't going to give up the 10, but he offered, but he probably was like, yo, I'm not really going to do it. it. The 30 but, does look good. It's just weird to see him in PSG still. It's just so weird. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And, and furthermore, the fact that it's the solid blue PSG Jordan jersey instead of just a standard PSG. So it's, it's like, it's like three shocks at once, like Messi in blue, Messi with the Jordan logo, and he got the 30 on his back. But I mean, as soon as I can get one of those, I... White and pink, dude. Well, have you seen the third kit? It's like, so it's like, it's all black with like a little bit of maroon and like the PSG logo is just like in the center. And it's it just like- Like footy headlines, one that came out like a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I used to hate it. Dude, it's it's grown on me. And yeah, that's- When I saw the mock-up, I was like, no. No, dude, it's grown on me. And like, I, so that's the messy one I want. I want the third, like the, the Champions League messy one and it's going to look fire. I hate to say, it. I think it's gonna look dope though. I like the red. So I have to get that and the pink then. Yeah, the pink. Yeah, the pink. The pink's fire. You know the pink's fire. Grace getting that Di Maria. Homer pink. I think she wants the pink one too. Yeah, the pink one's fire. The home is just too basic this year. Like the home is usually my favorite. Yeah, it's just the blue with the. I mean. I haven't even ordered the home one yet. Like I'll get one, but I probably won't get it until the end of the season when it's on clearance. Like. It's like, it's not even, it's just the fact that it's just like a blue shirt. It's like, I love the Jordan, like I bought all the Jordan brand jerseys. It's just the fact that it's the blue. It's just like plain. 
mad that he was gonna that Jordan was uh, on the home kit because I kind of liked that it. it was like a third. It wasn't like every you won't see them every single week. But what I do like are the shorts that are reminiscent of what the Chicago Bulls, right? Oh no, no. See, dude, that's the thing that that's the part that irks me the most. That's the part that irks. I don't know. It's just something about basketball shorts looking like soccer football shorts having a basketball look. It like drives me. I don't know. They look like soccer shorts. Yeah, but it's like that design. He wears them all too big. But the the big, yeah. But just like the the design, like the Chicago, like you said, the Bulls design, like the little like triangle looking thing on the side. I don't know. It just it just drives me nuts. It dry like watching them in those uniforms is the most infuriating. Like. It looks so I don't good know on, why. Like, on Neymar, and it looks so good on Mbappe. Messi, just, Josh, sorry, like, he doesn't... The big shorts. The big... Yo, he wearing it like it's Iverson 2003. <laughs> but I just think it's, like, I mean, it... Uh, we talked earlier about, like, tradition and history and, like, culture, and I think that that's what I like about it. It's like, okay, well, this is clearly a basketball brand. No, no confusing that. And so they brought a little bit of their spice to, and no one would know unless you watch the Bulls. Of, I don't know, even know if do the Bulls still look like that. The shorts. I haven't seen a Bulls game since. 2000. Yeah, yeah. They still they, they they still have a variant that has like that that same cut. Okay. Um, I just think it's cool. I thought it was cool that they brought that to the shorts, and it probably it probably went under the radar for a lot of, you know, just soccer fans. But yeah. it's a cool little nod, and I like the nods like that. I think it's cool. Okay, I'll concede. I respect the design. I respect it. It just, I, it just, I'm like, like it's the same way. Like for the Chelsea home kit, like I respect the des- the design for the Chelsea home kit, but it drives me crazy, and I hate. Yeah, there's nothing at. to respect. Oh, dude, I talked to some other people, some kids on my team. Like they're like, "Yo, that Chelsea kit is the coolest kit I've ever seen. How do you not like?" Yeah. Okay, then you you know, the Man City fans are gonna say the same thing about the Puma. So, maybe, maybe that's what it is, dude. I'll always, I'll always keep it 100% honest, dude. If I see an ugly kit, I might buy it, but I'm still going to tell you it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I just think the first, what, year, maybe two years that Nike made the Chelsea jerseys, I was like, dang, they look so good because they were, they were Nike. They were simple. They were, yeah, they were just blue shirts, bro. Blue shirts with accents in them. And even like in, this is way off, but even like baseball this year, I just think that Nike, the check alone, push, makes some, makes some, it just like, it steps it up so much. And I'm just saying like, even with the baseball jerseys, just see the little Nike check, it just looks better. So I just yeah. think that those Chelsea ones look so bad. They're just too over-designed. Yeah, I agree, dude. Yeah. Like the Dodger, like the Dodger home, the Dodger away, just that blue yeah, even the, yeah, dude, yeah, for real, like, the Nike has me feeling like I want to buy a Yankee jersey. I would never wear a Yankee jersey, but it's like, yeah, I agree, like, just throwing the check on there makes it look, and now we sound like Nike fanboys, but like. I mean, but I am, I mean, to be honest, I'm going to say it right yeah. here, like, I mean, I'm, I don't even wear Nike on a daily basis, but when I'm playing any sort of act or running or whatever, like, and even here in New York, every New Yorker, I will just say every New Yorker are Nike, it's a Nike city. And so when the Yankees picked up that, or the whole MLB picked up the Nike yeah. contract, but they look so good with that pinstripe and the Nike check on it is, is, is great. It's facts. It's facts. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. All right, man, let's get this, let's get this show back on the rails. We kind of, I kind of derailed us a little bit. Um, we're talking transfers. Um, 
and I think the last transfer we got to was Ronaldo. We both agree that's a good business. That's good business. Daniel James. Oh, I think this is what it was. Daniel James is leaving. So I think they're going to give Cavani Daniel James number, and then maybe Ronaldo can take Cavani's number. But uh, I understand that this is his. You're wearing someone else's number right now. You're wearing someone else's number, dude. He was here before you. Like he's come home, bro. It's like I was on vacation. Now I'm home. You gotta, you gotta get up out of my bed. All right, bro. Well, what other transfers happened? So we talked, we talked PSG, we talked Bayern, we talked. Uh, like, did Milan do any business? AC, AC Milan, they do anything? Olivier Giroud. My man, yo, shout out to Olivier Giroud. Okay. I was gonna say, what? Anything else? I think they got. Oh, like, know they got, got right? I don't. They got another player pickup. I don't remember who it was though. Um. I know that Inter picked up Joaquin Correa, so they have a they have a Argentine partner for Lautaro, and he scored two goals in his debut. Not a bad way to get it started. Tommy Abraham, he scored two. He's had a just like I know this dream start, start, but he's had a great start to his Roma career. So dream start. Yeah, we are both very happy and pleased, dude. I'm I'm just mad that. Serie A is not on ESPN anymore. Do you have Paramount? I mean, I got a login, but it's just, it's, and it come, it's just trash, dude. Well, the thing would be, man, if, so imagine this, if, e, so ESPN has La Liga now, if they would have kept uh, Serie A, you could walk, you could stream the games at the same time on the same screen. And now like here I am like a doofus with like an iPad and a TV or a laptop, you know, trying to stream multiple games. You're going to get a Tammy Abraham jersey? I have to. I have to. I don't have a choice, man. I don't have a choice. Probably going to get two, dude. Probably going to get the whole man away, if I'm being honest. Yeah, they're nice. I, I was, I mean, I'm not a huge New Balance fan, but they made it pretty, they kept it simple. And that's all. Yeah. Yep. Nice, the clean. Liverpool ones with trash. Oh, my gosh. Dude, Liverpool historically has... When they were with New Balance and Warrior, some of the worst jerseys, kits I've seen in my entire life. It's tragic. Crystal Palace actually did pick up a striker. Who did, where did he, I just slipped my mind who it was because they were trying to get an Eddie and KJ, but they actually got, oh, Uds, uh, Edward Odson or whatever from uh, I think Celtic. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Let me see. Oh yeah, yeah, Odson. Yep, from Celtic. You're right. Yeah, young I think boy. That's gonna be a good one. I think he'll definitely yeah. be able to give Benteke a little bit of. I think he'll start over Benteke in no time at all. But um, I think that was a good pickup. Obviously, a last minute deal for Arsenal was a right back, which. I don't know why. I mean, not a lot of fans love Hector Bellerin lately, and I get that he wasn't in his prime after that injury, but I still think he's better than Caleb Chambers on that right wing and any day. But hopefully this uh, Japanese international, I can't pronounce his name. I don't I don't want to butcher it, but I'm excited to see what he can bring. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm hopeful for your boys. Um, again, yeah, I'm with you. I, don't, I have no idea who that Japanese player is, but, you know, hopefully he can bring it. Hopefully he can bring it, dude. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for them to, you know, turn it around. And I mean, I'm surprised that they kept Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette. I thought one of them were gonna go, and 
I mean, they just need someone who can score goals. So if those two can start to score goals, it's not even them. If they can get the some balls in service, yeah, yeah, some service, dude, they'll figure it out, dude. That's the thing. But I feel like they'll figure it out. They got on paper, they got, they have the players to figure it out. They should be able to figure it out. I mean, they just got to get rid of the manager. To be honest, they just got to. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, they didn't have a, they haven't had a full squad since the season kicked off because you know Lacazette and Aubameyang both had COVID, and then White got COVID. There's been some injuries. Uh, Thomas Partey's still out, so. I have been very happy with Lakanga. Albert Sambu Lakanga is looking really good for his age. Yeah. Actually, he's I like him. That's a good pickup. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I I remember watching him play and thinking he had a really good game. Um, Even Smith Rowe looked good. Yeah. Obviously, Saka is amazing. Best player on the team, in my opinion. Yeah. And dude, Martin Odegaard, he'll bounce back. I mean, he he's beautiful to back. watch. Like he's so he's kind of like an Ozil, where it's like, oh, every move he makes is so he he makes the right passes. Yeah. So yeah, we're I think I think they'll bounce back, dude. And who knows? Maybe they'll pull a shocker, dude. Maybe they'll maybe they'll finish fifth. Who knows? Who knows, dude? It's a it's a long season. It's a long season, dude. And yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Well, Brooks, I don't, I don't think I have anything else. Um, I think that's all the big transfers. I'm trying to think. I and mean, I think today, we... Argentina plays tomorrow, so you know we'll be on the lookout for those international games. Yeah, World Cup qualifiers. You know, games that matter. Um, yeah, looking forward to the break, and uh, I guess yeah, our next episode we'll be covering um the action from the World Cup qualifiers, right, Brooks? All right, then. Well. Guys, thanks for sticking with us. We I apologize for our uh, dispute. <laughs> you know? That's fine. It, it is what it is. We love you. And uh, we'll catch you next time. This is 12th Man Podcast. We out.